the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's another week. It's a whole other day's gone by. I mean, what happened to the weekend? I know. It went really fast. Did well, that's ever. because we had, a, we had to jam a lot in. We had to celebrate Halloween. Mm-hmm. We had to take in an unbelievable Steeler game that was so tense. That's crazy. Dude. So tense. And we had to watch Pit Loose. So that's and, just. And I watched Penn State Loose. Oh, good. Yeah. It's and terrific. I went to the movies. What? It, yeah. It's amazing that you were able to squeeze all that I in. I know. And I did some yard work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Other odds and ends as well. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I say terrific a lot. Terrific. Yeah. Well, I get excited about things. A lot of things are terrific in this world. So yeah. I'm glad. You know? Okay. I mean, at least I'm not saying, like, that's wretched all the time. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. Could be worse. Could be a lot worse. I guess it could be worse. Yeah. So you had a good weekend, which is yes. Mm-hmm. Have you eaten any candy? Uh, I'm glad you asked, John. Last night, after everyone went to bed, mm-hmm. we, we we planned our candy uh, allotment so perfectly. Oh. That when the when all the trick or treaters were gone, we had seven tiny fun sizes left. That's all. And that's it. I, I felt really good about it. So I had three Snickers last night. Mm. Mm-hmm. Three fun size Snickers. Yeah. Woohoo! Whoa, Kath, you're out of control. That seemed like a lot. Whoa, whoa, wait. Is, That's not a lot? You don't think that's a lot? <laughs> kidding me? No, I got like sort of, you know, quasi-sick last really? night. Really? What did you eat? Everything. Did you? Everything that was within reach. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Like what? Um, Mounds bars, Heath bars, uh, $100,000 <gasps> bars, $100,000? What? Peppermint patties, <gasps> um, uh, Milky Ways, Baby Ruth's, you name it, I was there. Christy? I don't have candy because I don't pass it out. So I, I you didn't buy any. You, candy? I thought you were going to your parents' house. I mean, yeah, but like I don't have to. You didn't eat anything. No. What? You didn't eat one piece of candy. No. What? You're not a candy person. I am. I you know just. No, no you're not. A I candy. like to fit in my pants. There you go. There's oh, nothing wrong with go. that. Now I got two of you. There's I nothing got stereo wrong with that. fit in my pants. There's not, I mean, it could be worse. We, you could have be surrounded by two people that don't fit in their pants. One word: elastic. There you go. <laughs> Anyway, uh, as we always do, Kath gives us the, the news stories for the day. It's but today it's kind of a little weird because there was apparently technical problems, the, yeah. the printer problems. So what are you going to do? You can do like the top four, like kind of like off the top of your head. I'm going to tell you what they well, – hit the music. All right. Here's the top four. For Monday, November 1st, 2021. All Saints Day. <laughs> that wasn't part of the top four, for me, but I'm, I'm glad it is. Um there's some technological difficulties with pr- producing the top four for today. Mm. So instead of reading them in a professional manner like I usually do at the beginning of each program, I'm going to do something different. Freestyling it. I'm going to tell you what they are. Okay. Number- I like it. Sorry. Okay. Number one. U.S. companies, John, are not believing that people actually have a religious exemption for getting out of the COVID vaccine. I'd say with good reason. Instead, they're thinking that people are using religion as an excuse 
to not submit to federal mandates for vaccines. I agree. Now, some of these uh, organizations, including General Electric, including Amtrak Trains. I'll talk about Amtrak in particular. Amtrak has a 30-question, uh, a 30-point questionnaire that you have to answer if you are claiming a religious exemption. 30 questions? And, HR is working overtime. For and Amtrak. they ask you several things like, do you take Motrin? Do you know why? Because they say that Christian Mo- scientists. No, they say that Motrin is produced by fetal cell lines. So if you had a religious exemption, you would know that? Well, or that if you were not taking Motrin, that proves to Amtrak that you take your religious exemption so seriously see, sure, sure, sure. that you're not taking Motrin and therefore you would not also be taking the COVID vaccine. I did not know that. Well, I don't know that that's true. I'm just saying that that's what the Amtrak people are saying. They're trying to fool you. Yeah. I mean, it's not a surprise that people are taking the religious exemption. Of and, course. You know, people who've never been in a church or haven't been in one in decades are saying, hey, no, seriously, it's going to prevent me from getting the shot. Let's see, the city is uh, now saying by December 23rd, I think, everybody in the city has to have it. We'll see how many people pull religious exemptions. Yep. Okay. Is that story number one? Number two. That was number one. Number two. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City is back this year. So last year, if you were following along, we were in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) And so the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which... To be honest with you, I don't think is that great shakes. I know you lived in New York for 20 years and you love it and you're all like New York-y and you feel like, you know, New York state of mind about it. But it just seems like a lot of balloons to me. If you are there in person, it's the best parade in the world. If you watch it on TV, it's kind of like, you know, Disney on ice or something like that. It's just cheese ball. But if if you love a parade, I love a parade. If you love a parade, it's a great parade. Well, last year's parade nobody loved. Because they were trying to keep socially distant. Nobody was allowed to show up. The people that were, like, you know, directing the balloons couldn't get too close to each other. And so it it was just... So it's back. It's back. The point is that it's back. They're planning on having, like, something uh, around 8,000 marchers in the parade. Like, Mm -hmm. between people who are in marching bands, people who are controlling balloons, people who are working on floats, you know, Believe me, if your kids were marching in the parade, you'd love it. I guess I would. Yeah. But they're not. Number three. Do you remember all the flap at the uh, last Summer Olympic Games about uh, beach volleyball? That oh. the men who play beach, beach volleyball wear like normal shorts and shirts. Right. But the women who play beach, beach volleyball have to compete in bikinis. Right. And do you remember how the Norwegian Olympic team came out and said, you know what? Why are we doing this? Why do we have to go out and compete basically naked and the men get to wear shorts and a shirt? Makes sense. Well, today, the ruling came down that no longer do they have to compete in bikinis. From the Olympics? It's not from the Olympic Committee. It's from, like, the National Women's Handball Association, which includes a bunch of different sports where women would use their hands. Good. I'm glad about that. Can you believe we had to go through all this to get to that point? It was a different era, Kat. So, what era? What are we talking about? The weird sexualization of... Women volleyball players. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. You know that era. Yeah. I, that, when I look back at that era, yeah, that really gets to me. God, that's over. <laughs> it really gets Thank to goodness. me. Holy smokes! Anyway, so the next time you see women playing handball and beach volleyball, they're going to be wearing actual shorts, right, like stuff. normal people would be. Yeah. And number four, yep. Sesame Street's back. Oh, I didn't know it was gone. I didn't know. I well, don't you, have kids. But you know it moved to HBO. Mm, I you did didn't not know, know that, that either. No, I'm sorry. Okay, well Sesame Street moved. It's all news to me. 
Sesame Street moved to HBO. So there's a new season that is going to be premiering, and it's going to include a lot of really fun people. Billie Eilish is going to be there. Um, Naomi Osaka, who is the Japanese uh, tennis star, is going to be there. Anderson Pack, musician, is going to be there. It looks to be a really fun thing, and they're premiering a brand new portion of Sesame Street, which, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> researching the music, Christy. <laughs> which will be, um, Elmo's going to be solving crimes with his puppy. So is this Sesame Street on like PBS? That well, it's not on PBS. It's going to be on HBO, and then it airs live. I think one a new one drops every Thursday. Well, I don't get we'll HBO. Just, well, just wait a minute, and then starting in 2022, it'll be on PBS Kids. Right. Is your music? Is your phone playing? Oh, it's <laughs> spam risk. <laughs> that's good. Paul Simon. That's, you, my, that's my. That's good. No, I like that. It's, it's interesting that, that you wouldn't shut off your phone being on the air here. Like it's never happened. Anyway. Never happened to you. It's your, it's your top four at four. All right. Kind of loose for a Monday afternoon. Anyway, uh, we, we'll step aside for just a second because I could uh, figure out some car warranty insurance. Say, speaking of terrific, we have a great show. Uh, Tim and Kathy Keller will join us hey. in the 5 o'clock hour. Coming up next, Greg Clugston, live from the nation's capital. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Do you have giants in your life that you don't think you can conquer? God's plan for his people is victory always and in every circumstance. And so, dear friend, just as David defeated Goliath so long ago, you, bless God, will have wonderful victory. Be sure to join us for more of Adrian Rogers' series, Live Like a King. This month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Attention Americans aged 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And SmartMatch Insurance is here to help. SmartMatch compares thousands of Medicare plans from national insurance companies. In minutes, you'll know if your current plan or new plan can get you extra coverage, let you keep your doctor, and save you money. SmartMatch is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you get a better plan, including $0 copays, 0 dollar deductibles even zero dollar premiums plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost even benefits for hearing aids and diabetic supplies having the wrong medicare plan can cost you thousands smart match makes it easy to find the right one with their free and unbiased help if you find a plan you like they can even enroll you on the spot the medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 and soon the service is free so call now call 800-989-7495 that's 800-989-7495 800 989 889-7495. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at oozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. 
With today's technology, anyone can take a video, but getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Monday afternoon, we always go to the White House. Got a standing date with Greg Clugston, who is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, how are you today? John, Kathy, hey there. I'm doing great. How are things? Yeah, good. Well, nice to see you, Greg. Um, It's been a couple weeks. We've missed you. Just want you to know that the Monday 410 slot is not the same when you're not with us. It's not, no. And people (laughs) complain about it. It just kind of messes my whole week up, too. Does it? Oh, it makes us feel so happy. (laughs) You're good. That's wonderful. All right. So the president um, was not at the White House for Halloween. Uh, We talked on Friday about uh, how the first lady's, uh, you know, manager, whatever, said, you know, the president, first lady, are very sorry not to be handing out treats. They did encourage everyone to be trick-or-treating outside. Mm -hmm which we were already planning on doing, so that was good. Um, So not in uh, Washington, D.C., what's it been like for the Bidens in Europe? Yeah, so they they weren't around uh, obviously here for Halloween, so that was was the main reason. And and the president and the first lady and uh, the team from the White House all left Thursday for Europe. So they've been out for several days. Uh, They'll come back late tomorrow night, early Wednesday morning. Uh, The president started his, his trip in Rome and the first thing that he did on Friday was visit with Pope Francis, which was a very highly anticipated uh, meeting. It wasn't their first meeting. It was the fourth time that they had met in person. Uh, but, of course, Biden is the second Catholic American president. And here with U.S. Catholic bishops in this country, he's been involved in sort of a controversy in terms of his uh, his abortion stance, not just the president, but other uh, high-profile elected officials and politicians who take a stance for abortion rights, uh, yet are still recipients of uh, Holy Communion in the Catholic Church. And this has been an issue of disagreement among Catholic bishops. Uh, The president said that he didn't talk about that issue specifically with in terms of the abortion issue with the Pope, but he did say that the Pope said that he could continue to receive communion, as if Pope Francis was suggesting to the Catholic bishops that he didn't see that this should be a disqualifier. All right. So they were uh, the, the the bishops wanted to sort of weaponize communion in some way. Right. And uh, but the president said that the Pope told him, "quote He was a, a good Catholic." Good Catholic. Right. All right. That's fine. Right, which uh, there there will be people uh, inside and outside of the Catholic faith tradition that would perhaps have a disagreement on that when it comes to the issue of the sanctity of life. But that is what the president reported that he was told by uh, by the Pope. And then from that meeting, you guys, he went on to uh, the G20 or the Group of 20 Summit. This is the a collection of the leaders from the 20... 20- hmm. We get Greg frozen up. What do you think happened? We've never had Greg frozen up. No, huh? Hey, Greg, you froze. Sorry. The audio's frozen, and so is the... All right, so... Hey, there you are. Are you back? We got him back, but we got no audio. No audio. All right, we're going to reestablish... Wait, hold... There it is. Okay, Zoom... Zoom uh, zipped out on us, but it came back. Okay. Okay, so... uh, Okay, so... G20. Yeah, so talk about G20. 
Yeah. The, so the G20, uh, some of the s- similar subjects that we we hear from the from the president and from world leaders at this event, at these kinds of annual events uh, in terms of uh, reviving the economy, obviously COVID-19 and the pandemic and how it has affected the world economy and supply chain issues. Those were all on the agenda, as was climate, which is inter- interesting because the uh, the statement that the 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 leaders at the G20 put out over the weekend um yesterday really they didn't really uh offer anything new or concrete in terms of uh, from the G20 perspective in terms of climate and now the president and a lot of these same world leaders along with a lot of other world leaders are in Scotland for this UN sponsored climate conference and uh, the president spoke at that event earlier today, as did the British Prime Minister, uh, the Secretary General of the UN. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth even sent in a video message. So climate is the big subject there. And uh, we're hearing the same message of urgency from a lot of these world leaders. They really feel like this is going to be a decisive decade in terms of action. All right. So um, as the president is in Europe, of course, his trillion plus dollar legislation is still being looked at. Uh, Can you give us an update on Joe Manchin and uh, legislation that may or may not still happen? Yeah, let me first rewind the last week, John, because right before the president left on Thursday, he made a trip up to Capitol Hill to talk privately with House Democrats uh, and basically say we we need to uh, get this done. As as you know, as we've talked about here on this program, you and Kathy, uh, th- this has been a Democratic Party issue for months and months, meaning the Democrats control the House, the Senate, and the White House, but they have not been able to come to terms on these huge spending packages. And uh, what's interesting is Senator Manchin is one of a couple of key senators who has been really holding out for a smaller package. We were talking three and a half trillion dollars a few weeks ago. It's been cut in half, one point seven five trillion. And what happened today was Senator Manchin uh, held a press conference a couple of hours ago and he said, I'm looking at the numbers and they don't add up for me. He said he used the word gimmicks and shell games in describing how Democrats are suggesting that they will pay for the spending that they are proposing in these plans. So the president was hoping to get, you know, he announced that this framework was agreed to last Thursday. And while there maybe are some people on board, especially in the House and liberals in the House, Manchin is uh, somebody who is shaking his head and saying "The, the math is a little fuzzy for me. And so this is throwing yet another wrench in all of these negotiations. That's powerful. Greg, how has uh, Senator Manchin become the point person on all this? Well, it's interesting because he's he's acting like a true moderate. For example, when when Donald Trump was the president, he was uh, he was unhappy with the tax cut that the the president Trump had passed. He felt it, it, it tilted too heavily toward the rich and corporations, and he was against it this time. He has said to the Democrats, his fellow Democrats, uh, look, this is not fiscally responsible. So he's really looking at it um, not entirely, perhaps, but uh, more more specifically through a, a fiscal responsibility lens in terms of what the country can afford. And after he was looking at this framework over the weekend, he's not happy with the details. I was thinking today and reading about Senator Manchin that I wonder if the American culture has just... Um, become distanced from the idea of what a moderate actually is. And so the more polarized we've become, the more alien he seems. I think that's a great point, Kathy, because uh, this used to be more of the norm or the expected at 
you know, interaction on Capitol Hill. Uh, you know, there were a lot of people, of course, over the years that thought maybe politicians were too buddy-buddy in terms of arguing over legislation during the day and uh, having drinks and dinner, you know, somewhere in Washington, D.C. in the evening. But there was something to the idea of being able to put political differences aside uh, and to be able to meet together in a civil kind of way. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a real, you know, move away from that kind of atmosphere in Washington, unfortunately. And I think you put your finger on something saying that somebody who is saying um, in a consistent way to both Republican White Houses and Democratic White Houses, I don't think the numbers uh, are good numbers. He is truly acting in a centrist way. Good. I like it. Me too. I really so. do. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, Greg, let's talk about what happened um, in the Supreme Court today. So I'm reading from the Wall Street Journal here. Uh, during nearly three hours of oral arguments, justices across the ideological spectrum, they say, explored how they might allow abortion rights advocates to challenge the law in federal court. Um, so the Supreme Court asking skeptical questions. What do you know about it? And what, what could this mean? I listened to part of the arguments which were provided live. Uh, There were no cameras, of course, in the U.S. Supreme Court, but we were getting live audio feeds. So it was very interesting to hear these oral arguments. And they were extended arguments today. They typically on these cases, you might get an hour, 30 minutes for each side to make their arguments and and answer questions from the justices. But this was a, a much longer session today. And there were two separate challenges to the Texas abortion law that the high court was hearing today. And this is a this is an important distinction, you guys. The the justices today in these arguments and with their upcoming ruling, not focusing on the actual ban of abortion Mm -hmm. in Texas. They are looking at a very specific legal question as to whether or not the Justice Department representing the federal government or abortion uh, providers and clinics have a legal avenue to challenge the law because the law in Texas was crafted in such a way that uh, a lot of opponents are saying that it was really an end around the legal system and the federal government almost precluding the Justice Department from from being able to stand up and uh, make a challenging lawsuit. So that's the very technical legal question that the that the uh, so it's the not real. So, are going so to be this answering. this particular uh, challenge is not about abortion. Not it's abortion more about the specifically, law. but about the law, how it was, how it is structured, and who it prevents or doesn't prevent in terms of allowing what we normally expect are, uh, you know, avenues for legal challenge if somebody wants to file a lawsuit. I see. Well, the Supreme Court's going to be very busy here the next few weeks, are they not? No, absolutely. In fact, um, a week, I'm sorry, one month from today, the court is taking up the Mississippi abortion case. Mm, that okay. is going to be specifically on the issue of whether or not a state can um, can enact and enforce the kind of abortion ban that Mississippi is doing. And this is really seen as really seen as um, more of a direct confrontation to the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion in this country in the first place. Next month, you say this gets underway. First of December, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Greg. Craig, before you leave us, um, we should ask about um, <clears throat> the, the past week or so. Uh, I've had my rake out. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you yourself uh, in the uh, Virginia corridor? Yeah, and i i've got I've got more I've got more pine cones in my yard for for some reason this year than I have in previous years. Mm. Huh, more pine cones. 
Interesting. Uh, but the same number of trees, so I can't figure that out. Okay. Well, neither. I, I blame I, the, cicada, the cicadas. I think that's wise. The, none of the three of us are gifted in math, so we should probably just move on right. from that question. Um, also, uh, we're about to be talking as you leave us, Greg, about World Vegan Day. Mm. And so my question for you is, are you a vegan? I'm not a vegan. Mm-hmm. Are you a vegetarian? I don't. Say that again. Are you a vegetarian? No, I'm mm. not a vegetarian either. Would you eat a Burger eat, King? Bur- I, I burger? eat my vegetables, but uh-huh. um, not not exclusively. Yes. So you never were tempted to adopt a vegan lifestyle for any reason? Uh, I have not yet. No. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion about Brussels sprouts? <laughs> I love broccoli, Brussels sprouts, not so much. Me too. Oh, no. Listen, if I could make you guys my nope. Brussels sprout recipe, Don't I think, that, no, I could mix it up for you. <laughs> I was, listen, I was a late convert, but uh, I've come around. I don't think so. I can bring you guys over to my side. I know I can. Anyway, Greg, happy uh, I'm, National I'm Week willing day. to try. Okay, great. Oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> Sorry, John. Sorry. <laughs> Greg Clarkson, SRN News White House correspondent. He himself, not a vegan mm. on World Vegan Day. Thanks, Greg. Always a great pleasure. Bye, Greg. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Coming up next, World Vegan Day. Did you ever consider it? No. Oh, I have no desire. maybe after this we will. Greg Gordy, jump ship. Everywhere you are, they are too. Advertising that wants you to refinance, get a mortgage, or cash out refinance. I mean, you've heard it here on Word FM. No doubt you've heard the advertising for United Faith Mortgage right here. A good family with great rates. An easy process to go through, all that and more. But maybe to you, it's just more background noise or just something else you want to get away from. That is, until you need a mortgage or are thinking about refinancing, honestly. What sets United Faith Mortgage apart from all that static is their faith, the daily struggle, because you're trying to live it too. If you're thinking or ready to buy, call United Faith Mortgage first. You'll be happy with the conversation, the service, the work ethic, and ultimately, the great rates. Refi too. Call United Faith Mortgage with a direct lender advantage. Faith and family, and they don't hide it. United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Your life. Your hopes. And whatever you were searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business. And it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. And Mike has a great offer for word listeners on his standard MyPillows. You'll receive a standard MyPillow regularly $69.98, now only $19.98. You'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as MyPillow towels, mattress topper, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener's square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. 
With today's technology, anyone can take a video, but getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 38. Tomorrow, a morning shower in places, otherwise mostly cloudy skies. It'll be the start of an extended period of chilly weather. We'll see a high tomorrow of 47. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies. There can be frost. We'll see a low of 30. Wednesday, partly sunny and chilly with a high of 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Have you had a, um, a plant burger, one of the... Uh vegan burger? I've had it. Have you? Where'd you have it? Yeah, I had one at uh, Eaton Park. Okay, there's your first mistake. No, I think it was fine. It's fine. (laughs) Wait, Chrissy just gave me a nod. Remember that show? I forget what the show was. Uh, It was a comedy that was on maybe five or six years ago, and they were talking about like um, meat that was raised in a petri dish, you know, in a oh, factory yeah, sure, setting, sure. Yeah, right. and they did a taste test, and uh-huh. you know what the response was? What's it? It tastes like despair. <laughs> tastes like despair. That's kind of what the. Why would you bother? Plus, there's so much filler in those burgers, like sawdust. That there, it's not a nutritious option. It really isn't. So I, I just, I don't see the point. The National Vegan Day. It's not National Vegan Day. Oh, international. It's World Vegan Day. World. I've got a nephew. We're going to move to Galactic yeah. Vegan Day next year. Uh, i got a nephew who lives in Portland. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a, an executive at Nike. And for many years, he himself was a vegan. But no longer? He had the worst complexion of any person you'd want to see. I mean, there- this guy was like 30 and he had like 35 zits on his head. I'm all, and I love this. He's my nephew. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, and you thought maybe that was because like, of- I'd have a piece of meat might clear that skin up. <laughs> I don't know if there's a scientific- <laughs> like. It beats clear still. Okay. okay. I, can that can that be proved? I don't know. I just, listen, I'm not calling family out. I'm just saying. It's what I observed. I went to the website of the Vegan Society today. Yeah. One world, many lives, our choice. Mm-hmm. To see if they could persuade me to go vegan. Yeah. And? Because I live a largely pescatarian yes, lifestyle, because you right? Because of my husband, just be, yeah, yeah, not because we're trying to save the world, but because he just can't eat meat. I'm not opposed to that because we do eat too much meat. Yeah, I feel like we. Oh. once we started doing it, it's been six years now, I think, and I probably have meat beef once every four or five months. Oh my god! Once every four yeah. or five months, you know, people it's, eat meat like three times a day. Yeah. It's fine. It it really once you get in the habit of it, probably it, much healthier. It kind of feels weird when you have it. Anyway, okay. Can I tell you why the Vegan Society thinks that I should become a vegan? Yeah, please. The first thing is for animals. 
Now, we've talked about this on the air. Sure, sure, sure. Both of us, I don't mean to speak for you, but I know that both of us believe that factory farming is an absolute disaster. Of course. And it's not what God calls us to do. Living living in this way and utilizing animals in that way is heartless and cruel and doesn't live if up to the mandate that God gave us. If you saw where your meat came from, you, would, you exactly. would change your eating habits. Exactly. So I so I really I appreciate that portion. Um, then it talks about health. Um, it talks about the fact that vegan uh, a vegan diet is suitable for every age and stage of life. Um, vegan diets have been linked with lower blood pressure and cholesterol and lower rates of heart disease, type two diabetes, and some types of cancer. Sure. Also better for the environment, they say. Uh, one of the most effective things an individual can do to lower their carbon footprint is to avoid all animal products. Then it talks about why meat and dairy is bad for the environment, from crops and water required to feed the animals to the transport okay. and other processes involved from farm to fork. Okay. Um, also, Am I persuading you? No. Okay. Um, just like veganism is the sustainable option when it comes to looking after our planet, Plant-based living is also a more sustainable way of feeding the human family. Okay, good. So, okay, this is not, okay. Um, this Also, one of my big questions has been, if I'm vegetarian, why can't I eat an egg? It's not like an egg, I'm eating a chicken. You know, or not like milk is hurting the cow. Well, have you seen like, you know, the chicken egg production thing? Like I certainly have. Well, I certainly right? have, which is why I think you should do free-range eggs. I really do think that you should do that, but anyway. But why? Why not? Why don't vegans eat eggs? So this talks. What, this what talks, about fish? This talks. Well, I'm not to fish yet, John. <laughs> I got 41 don't, don't seconds. Don't push me ahead. You better fish me up. The suffering caused by the dairy and egg industry is probably less pu- well publicized than the plight of factory farmed animals, but it necessitates the death of countless male calves that are of no use to the dairy farmer, as well as the premature death of cows slaughtered when their milk production decreases. Listen, I'm changing the channel. <laughs> I've had it. It's so depressing. It's so I, I sad. Know. Okay. It is. And I, Christy, did you ever think of being a vegan? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. Great. I, I haven't either. No. We, look, you've convinced no one. I'm just saying. That I asked bad. the Vegan Society to convince me. I told you what they said. You can make your own choices. Holy it's Lord. World Vegan Day, people. Jeez, I'm having a burger. Are Celebrate. you? I, at this point, yeah. Maybe a double. A Wendy's double. Coming up next, Sarah Eckhoff-Zilster will be back with us. The hard blessing of conjoined twins. Interesting story. Stay with us. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. God's love is not just an emotion. It is that unselfish giving of himself to us. In spite of the fact that we're unlovely and that we are undeserving. God's love is a commitment to you and me. The teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. 
So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. Hi, we're Katie and Ryland Weber, the founders of Convive Coffee. For more than five years, the heart of Convive has been to serve our community by sharing life and great coffee together. Sourcing beans from around the world, Convive Coffee samples and roasts right here in Pittsburgh. Come visit your local Convive Cafe at Adams Shops in Mars, McCandless Crossing, and Butler Street in Lawrenceville. We hope to see you soon at Convive Coffee. Don't let pests haunt your home this year. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. The original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. When I think about uh, having twins, my mom was a twin, and it was a big joke uh, in our family when my grandmother would tell the story, because my grandmother, who gave birth to my mom and her twin in 1932, had no idea she was having twins. That was the time there was no right. They were ultrasound or they, anything like right, that. Right, they right? were in you know in the depression. Um, yeah. My grandfather was unemployed. They had two older boys, and they were thinking they were going to have one child. And uh, so she gave birth to my aunt, who emerged first. And then the, the obstetrician said something I can't repeat on family radio, and said, "Here comes another one." And then my mother came out, wow. and they were so shocked that they'd had two kids. They didn't even know what to name my mother. They, like, didn't even have any. They were panicked, and they had no name op. They just named her after my grandmother. Hmm. Like, just, okay, we'll just call her Nancy. Um, but how exciting. It wasn't exciting and at terrifying. all at that moment. It was terrifying it was, it was It was overwhelming, and it was not good news. Yeah. Now, of course, it was, right. You, your children grow up, you love your children, then you feel terrible about the times when you were panicked, right? right. But that was the real story for my grandparents. Um, the story that um, Sarah Eckhoff-Zilstra tells us in uh, the Gospel Coalition is something that just takes a story like that to a whole other level. Um, Sarah's with us again today. She's also the co-author of a great book called Gospel Bound, Living with Resolute Hope in an Anxious Age. Sarah, we're glad you're back with us. Hey, thanks for having me. It's fun to be here. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Yeah, so this is different than my mom, my grandmother's story about giving birth to my mom um, and thinking that you know they weren't <laughs> going to be able to sur- survive because of finances. Um, this story of conjoined twins, um, it, it was really humbling to even imagine that. So tell us the story, Sarah. You know, it reminds me a little bit of your grandma's story because um, they didn't, uh, they, you know, before they went in for the ultrasound, they didn't know they were having twins. Um, this is a couple, a pastor in Birmingham and his wife, and they had three kids and were really debating over having a fourth um, and decided to go ahead and go for it. And so, you know, got pregnant with the fourth child and went in and it turned out it was twins. 
And then it turned out that they were conjoined. Um, and conjoined twins, of course, are exceptionally rare. Um, and then to have conjoined twins survive is even more rare yet. Um, and so this is a family, their babies, they have two girls. They're um, named Susanna and Elizabeth, and they were born in April. Um, and they have been in the hospital with them ever since, waiting for a separation. Um, but it is just a story of a lot of darkness and a lot of waiting, and then also um, a lot of beauty as God takes care of this family. Wow. So Dwight and Stephanie Castle have these conjoined twins. And and I'm reading your piece, The Gospel Coalition, uh, Sarah, you talk about that uh, in the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, there have been 123 conjoined twins that were presented to the hospital, but only 25 pairs were able to be separated. Well, but the numbers are even crazier than that, because if you'll see, the 123 was since 1995, so in the last you know, 25, 26 years. And the 25 pairs was since 1957. Oh so gosh. the success rate is even much lower than that. Um, it's almost impossible. So, but these girls are, are really lucky in a sense. They share a liver and part of a small intestines and pancreas, but they don't share a heart. Um, they said to me, if you share a heart, um, that's pretty much a death sentence. Um, and so you just can't survive with two bodies on one heart. But they are able to be separated and they are waiting. Their surgery will be December 10. Um, so right now the girls have, um, there's like a silicone implant they put in them and they're expanding it. It's like when you're pregnant and your skin keeps stretching. Um, they're stretching out their skin so that after they do the surgery, they, they'll have their own skin to cover the wound. Wow. So what what do they um, share? You said a liver, pancreas, yep. and just skin. Oh, oh uh, something about the, the, the um, net, netting around their hearts, right? Yep. Yep. The lining around their hearts they share. So that is able to be separated. Can mm-hmm. you imagine the, no. the terror you must feel and as a parent? I can't imagine. And how do you separate a liver? I guess... Um, each gets part of the liver, and then I know I know liver. The liver grows. I know the li- liver. Grow back. I know liver cells can reproduce. Okay, so um, I'm thinking about the other three kids that this couple has, and I just was like grieving reading your article about how the seven of them have have been together less than an hour since this whole mm-hmm. trial began. I can't imagine what the three uh, other three kids are thinking. I mean, they're not. It's not like they're 12, 14, and 16. I mean, they're little kids. They are little kids. Um, They are seven, four, and three, so they're small. And originally when Dwight and Stephanie had, they live in Birmingham, but the hospital that you go to is in Philadelphia. They're the ones who do conjoined twins. And so they figured we'll go there and have the babies, and then we'll come home and wait for the separation surgery. But it turned out they had to stay. Um, So first they said, okay, kids, we're just going to go have the babies and be back. But it was, you know, they left them for two months before they realized we're not going to be back. We've got to relocate our whole family. So it's a tremendous amount of separation. And then because of COVID, the, the kids can't come into the hospital. Oh, my gosh. And so um, it's, it's just a lot of separation. There's, I, you know, I just feel for them. I feel like there's a lot of counseling in their future um, because there's just <laughs> a lot of, and there's a lot of tears um, every time they leave them. Um, so it's just been a really, uh, a really difficult thing to do with, with older kids at home. Wow. So, Sarah, Kath and I were talking a while ago about what would your life be like if you weren't part of a church family? And Mm -hmm. I'm sure Dwight and Stephanie Castle, their church family has stepped in and really helped things along. Mm. You know, it was just such a beautiful thing because they said it's so dark. Sometimes we can't even believe. Sometimes we can't even pray. Sometimes you're so worried and you're so sick about everything that's happening. And they said when we can't believe and when we don't feel like God is there, um, 
he is embodied in his church and those church people are physically believing for us and praying for us. Um, they bring meals. They, you know, took care of the kids when they're gone. They bring the kids to soccer games and cheer for them. They move them whenever they need to be moved to a different place. Um, and, and that was their church in Birmingham. Well, when they went moved up to Philadelphia, they have cousins there. And they said their cousins' churches have stepped in. They've given them cars. Um, they pray for them publicly, um, like free photography sessions, free haircuts. Of course, once this goes out online, you get all kinds of financial support and emotional support from Christians across the globe. And they said that has been like when we can't do it, God, Jesus' body, his physical body through the church is what's carrying us through. And I thought that was remarkable. Fabulous. Yeah. Now, now, even in the midst of it all, um, one of the babies had a, a, an opening in her heart but God doing his own work is helping to heal this baby before the conjoinment uh, takes place. Yeah. So Elizabeth has a hole in her heart and they thought they were going to have to do a surgery before they did the separation so that they could fix that enough to, that she'd survive the separation. Well, this is fraught with all kinds of stuff. The girls are quite small. Um, they both have to go under anesthesia. And so they just prayed like crazy, please God, let us not have to, do this surgery. And so they asked the cardiac surgeon to go in one more time and take a look. Um, And he said, you're not going to believe this, but the body is doing what it's, you know, what the surgery would have done. Mm. They said, you can see remarkable places where God is at work. And yet they said, we also prayed like crazy that they would not be conjoined, that that would be healed. And that prayer wasn't answered. So they just said, you know, we're in a place of trusting God. Like if they both make it through the surgery, we will trust God. If one of them makes it through surgery, we will trust God. If neither one does, like no matter what happens, we are trusting in the goodness of God. Sarah Eckhoff Zilstra is with us, senior writer and faith at work editor for the Gospel Coalition, also the author, the co-author of Gospel Bound, Living with Resolute Hope in an Anxious Age. Um, the one part of your story, Sarah, that jumped out at me is um, you asked how did God prepare them for what they're going through now? And Dwight told the story about a young boy that they had fostered for a while. Can you tell that story? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I just wondered about that because it's such a heavy thing for people to carry around. So I wondered if, you know, something else had happened to prepare them. And they said um, after their first son, they suffered some um, some secondary infertility. And so they fostered for a while a little boy. The whole first year of his life, they had him. And then he went back to live with his mother. And they had a good relationship for a couple of years. And then things started to get messy. And she... Um, she backed away from them. And so it's been a couple of years since they saw him. Now they thought he was going to be their son. Um, so that is something that has been so hard. And they said, you know, before that we were able to see God's goodness, like to kind of understand or be able to, you know, figure out, okay, I can see a good, a silver lining here mm-hmm. in almost every dark situation. And that was the first time they had a situation that was so hard and so dark they didn't. They couldn't see what God was doing. They didn't even really get a glimpse of the goodness there. Um, and they said, walking into this, having that practice of holding on when things are dark and you don't see any glimmers of light prepared them to walk into this dark situation. Fabulous. We're talking about the hard blessing of conjoined twins. So, Sarah, you said uh, the operation should take place December the 10th. Uh, talk to us about the mechanics of that. How long is it expected to, to, to last that this very delicate operation would unfold? I know. I wish I knew the answer to that question. I do not. 
I know that it is happening on December 10. I know it cannot come soon enough. Um, If you think to a six-month-old baby, they're starting to move quite a bit. Um, Some even are starting to crawl. And so um, that's a pretty big baby to to be attached to her sister all the time. They're attached from about their chest to their belly button is where they're conjoined. Um, I know that you can, if you want to follow them and and pay attention to this and see how they're doing, you can go to Castle Conjoined Twins on Facebook. um, And they put updates there once in a while that you can kind of follow along and pray for them and see how their journey is going. Castle Conjoined Twins on Facebook. That's good. Well, Sarah, well, you did a great job retelling their story and, uh, you know, kind of allowing us to enter into it. And so we're grateful for you being back and, first of all, doing good print work and then talking to us about it. Yeah, you bet. I'm so glad you're interested. This is, um, you know, even in the dark spot, you can see where God is working, and it's just so encouraging to see that. Yeah. Sarah Ekov-Zilstra, um, check out this um, article in the Gospel Coalition. What's the title of the article, John? It is called The Hard Blessing of Conjoined Twins. Wow, it's fabulous. All right. Also conjoined on Facebook. Yeah, Want check it out. As well. Coming up next, the five most valuable college majors. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Matthew 18.10 Every day, children and teens will find themselves in the foster care system. Because their parents can't take care of them. Because of abuse or neglect. Through no fault of their own, they'll find themselves... Scared. Angry. Alone. But it doesn't have to be that way. As a Christian foster parent for the Bear Foundation, you can open your heart and open your home to a child or teen in need. You can change a life. You can change a life. You can change your life. To learn more about Christian foster care, call the Bear Foundation. Call 412-341-6850. 412-341-6850. On the web at christianfostercare.org. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. What if I told you you could save a baby's life for just $28? What's true? Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. 
and a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online, preborn.org slash radio. Five most valuable and five least valuable college majors. Communications. I'm sure that's right up there for the most valuable. No, no it's not. It's hard it's, to believe. Maybe on guys. the other, other end of that. Okay. Yeah. What do you have? Uh, the five most valuable, no surprise, are all STEM degrees. Okay. Just wanted you to know that. STEM. STEM. Uh, the number of STEM degrees awarded uh, by universities grew by 62%. From 2010 to 2018. Okay. So the most, uh, let me see, let me, I'll go from number five. Transportation Sciences and Technology Degree. Transportation Sciences? Mm-hmm. And is Technology like, Degree. I don't even know what that is. Is that like you know, figuring out like. Bus, you probably make, or like mass transit, right? That would be trains, planes, mm, and automobiles. Subways, yeah, sure. Median annual income uh, out of the gate, $86,000. Unemployment rate is 1.8%. Okay. Okay. Clearly, uh, we made a mistake not going in that direction. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> here's, the, here's the worst part of it. It skips number four. Oh. <laughs> so so the number three yeah. is computer engineering. Okay. okay. We can only imagine what four was. Okay. Uh, number two is construction services. Okay. Uh, and the number one uh, degree that is the most valuable is architectural engineering. How about that? Architectural engineering. That's a surprise to me. I thought so, That that would be number Mm -hmm. one. Okay, what about, do you have least valuable also? Uh, Let me see. Least valuable. Because that's where we're going to come in strong, I think. Okay, okay. Let me go from, let me see. I do. Bottom five. Yeah, I'm ready. Clinical psychology. Oh. I'm surprised. Really? After COVID? Mm -hmm. Seems like everybody would need a clinical psychologist. Um, uh, Composition and speech. What does that mean? Um. Someone who's got an English major who's also yeah that was at, that was my first mistake I guess um, drama and th- <laughs> and theater arts <laughs> well we're just we're very strong at this end of the spectrum uh, yeah. yep and the least valuable is visual and performing arts <laughs> now listen that's, that's like all three of us I, that's that's tragic and here really. we sit okay <laughs> trying to tell you don't do like we did. Put your mama, make your children grow up to be STEM babies. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. STEM Listen, babies. okay. So if you were working in the STEM industry, Christy. I would be crying a lot. Stockdale, wait, I ask you now. Wait, I have number four. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, it's it? aerospace engineering. Of course. Oh, another thing we're unqualified yeah, yeah, for. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Ask okay, question. if you were working in a STEM field, Christy. Uh, how's your math skills? How, how, how they're, do you, they're not, not good. good. Yeah. Okay. How's your math skills? Uh, mine are really terrible. Mine are the worst. So yeah. see, I mean, we, look, we have found our path here. We have. Here's my problem. Here's my problem with mathematics. Here's my problem with mathematics. What is that? I'll do. <laughs> I'll good. do a math problem. I was just doing an al- an algebra pro- problem the other day yeah. because I had something I was trying to figure out. It's uh, a long story. Anyway, I got to the end, and I, the answer that I achieved, I recognized was impossible. You achieved. It. Okay, that was just not the correct. Answer. Uh, it's impossible. But looking back through my decision making in mm. my algebraic equation, I felt very confident in Did each you? step. Yes. Of course. And then I got a wrong answer. That was always 
how math was for me. Right. As I would look back and I'd say, no, I feel really good about each one of those things, mm-hmm. and I would still be wrong. Right. At the end of the problem, you should say, believe. <laughs> believe. I believe. I believe this is right. I found that to be And then very just sell it. Right? Mm-hmm. My wife uses math every day. When I walk into where she works, I'm like... I'd be just crying. Seriously. I would be too. I, I, I remember. I remember sitting as a at a kid at my parents' you know kitchen table, crying over my math homework, mm-hmm. and I was twenty four. <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> but I was crying. When I was in 10th grade, um, well, when I was in high school, in junior high, there were these things called progress reports. Oh, yeah. I do you remember progress, do you remember progress yeah, reports? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were the worst. Right. So you'd either get them if you were doing like super well or you were failing, right? <laughs> yeah. So I got, uh, I got two on the same day. Mm. And my dad called me in a little meeting in his office to talk about them. Yeah. Um, one was I was failing geometry. Mm-hmm. And the other one is I had the highest grade in the class in metal shop. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. And he encouraged you to do what? He said, what is happening? No. And I said, I'm bad in geometry, but I'm feeling very strong about my... Right. Uh, I can make you a muffler. I was making a grill set. Hey, you still have it? Uh, I finally had to throw it away because mm. it hadn't... I mean, it lasted Stand a long time, time, but I think it was... All right. Go grill set. Forget those math problems. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Supreme Court justices have heard arguments in a case involving the controversial Texas abortion law. The arguments before the high court focused on whether abortion providers or the Justice Department can mount federal court challenges to the state law, which has ended most abortions in Texas. At different moments during the session, conservative justices sounded both supportive and skeptical of how the law was structured which allows private citizens to enforce it. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. American Airlines still trying to dig out from under a blizzard of cancel flights over the last few days. By midday today, American had canceled more than 350 flights. It's the fourth straight day of major disruptions at American, which hopes to fix its operation by hiring more flight attendants, pilots, and reservation agents. On Wall Street, the Dow ahead 58 points. The Nasdaq is down one point. This is SRN News. Attention! The United States government has instituted a program to give qualified workers up to $3,148 a month. Do you or someone you know suffer from a medical condition that makes it difficult to work? Are you between the ages of 45 and 62? Are you seeing a medical professional for this condition? And have you worked for at least five of the last 10 years? If you answered yes to the questions, you may be eligible for up to $3,148 a month. Call the Disability Information Line now to see if you qualify at 800-811-1545. Get the benefits you deserve. Call the Disability Information Line now at 800-811-1545 to see if you qualify. The call is free and our agents are standing by. Call 800-811-1545 to see if you qualify for these government benefits. You've worked hard for these benefits. Don't let another day go by without receiving what you're entitled to. Call 800-811-1545 now. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. And Mike has a great offer for word listeners on his standard MyPillows. You'll receive a standard MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98. You'll also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as MyPillow Tiles, 
mattress topper, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Coming to Pittsburgh this Thursday, the Crowder Milk and Honey Tour. Good God Six Steps Records presents the Milk and Honey Tour featuring Sean Currents. This Thursday, 8 p.m. at Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland. Tickets on sale now at druskyentertainment.com. Crowder in concert. Tickets and info at druskyentertainment.com. Presented by Drusky Entertainment. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 38. Tomorrow, a morning shower in places, otherwise mostly cloudy skies. It'll be the start of an extended period of chilly weather. We'll see a high tomorrow of 47. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies. There can be frost. We'll see a low of 30. Wednesday, partly sunny and chilly with a high of 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Halloween was last night. Yep. And um, it was so much fun in my neighborhood. Oh, mine too. What about yours? Well, my neighborhood proper, not so much, because of the structure of the streets and the houses. We don't get any kids. Yeah. Although, I did put out... I went to my sister's house, which is a much, much better street for Halloween. So we typically go and hang out with her. Mm-hmm. Ton of kids. On our street, I left out um, a little container. There was some candy, which surprised me, but not much. Okay. Some candy was missing, I should say. So a few kids came by. No one's coming up to, to my house. Of course not, because you live at the top of a hill. What about, do you have any Halloween traditions that you were carrying out last night? No, 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 just okay. eating candy. Okay, yeah. great. We went, to, so we go to my sister's house. We sit at the bottom of her driveway and um, we eat pizza and um, drink some sodas. And then we hand out gigantic chunks of candy to all these little kids who come by. It's so much fun. It is oh, fun. We saw so many people in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so I don't do know we. anybody, but I wanted to know, hey, what are you, you know, what are you? Fuss all over the creative outfits I did. And I fussed like over that. everybody. My sure. sister was a little embarrassed by me. That's fine. I've been embarrassed by you before, and we're still fine. <laughs> it happens. Um, yeah. I, we do. Uh, we have a tradition of dueling soups for Halloween. Dueling soups? Mm-hmm. What? You make two soups, and then you eat them both, and you decide which one you prefer. 
Really? That's mm-hmm. unusual. We've done, I, I, I've done it for a long, long time. Really? So last night we did dueling soups. And? Uh, so we, I did a 16-bean pasta fajoule. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. And uh, sweet potato. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you a little tootie today? No, I'm not. Thank you for asking. It's just bean soup. I, I appreciate mean, that type of personal inquiry. I'm sitting but... here in a closed room with you. I'm just no. wondering about it. Mm-mm. That's all. Just saying. Uh, but we voted for the 16 bean last night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sweet potato was good. It's a classic. Yeah. But we, we think that the 16 bean takes it to another level. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Is... That's a lot of beans. <laughs> You're telling me. So I brought I mean, it up. For goodness sake. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Favorite costume that you saw last night? Oh, we saw a kid. A kid showed up. I bet he was five. He couldn't have been maybe six. He was a little tiny kid, and he was dressed like even before even before the music. He was dressed like Michael Jackson. I love it. And then his mom and dad were like trailing behind him, and somehow they had like a it wasn't a boombox, but there was music, oh, and they were playing great. Thriller. That's awesome. And this kid was moving his little feet around and trying to do a you know a moonwalk thing. Yeah. Oh, we were like cheering him on and he was super excited. That's really oh, fun. Oh man, was he like all over the street? That's good. I loved it. How about you? That was good. Oh, inflatable chicken. I shared it on oh, social media. Inflatable chicken. Yeah. It, the inflatable chicken was so uh, hilarious that every time we would sight it, we would run outside so that we could catch a glimpse. Because really? we, you know, we live in a neighborhood with like definitive blocks, and so yeah. people come by our house multiple times. Every time we saw the chicken was a treat. Cheering them. Mm-hmm. How old? How old was the person? No idea. Could not get. It was a girl inside. That's you knew all it was I a girl. knew. It was a girl. How did you know that? Because when they came up to get candy, I said that is an amazing rooster. And all of her friends said, she's a chicken. Oh, okay. That's good. And I was like, well, duh. Of Sorry, course I, I did I, not know. I should right. have thought that that was a chicken. All right. Well, I've been thinking about this day because, you know, uh, the community aspect of Halloween, I believe, cannot be overstated, especially in these weird and trying times where we need community more than ever, right? So I've been thinking about this because, you know, growing up, we would go out and trick-or-treat either with, you know, my whole family, all my brothers and sisters, and then friends, and then... At 8 o'clock the next morning, all those family and friends would be in the pews of the church because today, always the day after Halloween, is All Saints Day. So one minute, you know, you'd be stuffing your face with Reese's or whatnot, and then you find yourself a few hours later after a short night's sleep in the pews together worshiping. And I think All Saints Day, it's not necessarily celebrated here in the United States like it is in many other countries around the world. It's a different feel. But to to honor those saints who have gone before us, who we are confident are in heaven, right? That is the essential. And, of course, tomorrow is All Souls Day, which is honoring our our fallen family and friends, the, the souls also gone before us. Two very, very particular All Saints Day, All Souls Day. This is not part of your upbringing. No, not at all. Although I come from a, a Polish family, and this was we, we never celebrated it. Not mm-hmm. the, listen, I can remember, or obs- not a celebration, or obs- an observation. But uh, I got I saw a Facebook post from one of my cousins that lives in Poland. It's a national holiday. Cousin Edward in Poland. Cousin Edward, and uh, he was showing. So all of the graves are decorated profusely. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his part of the country, and he was showing, you know, relatives of ours who have passed away, and how he decorated their graves. I mean, looking at the cemetery from far away, all Beautiful. you can see are flowers. Beautiful, it's amazing. It's a national did you holiday. See his post? I did. Yeah, it's a national holiday, All Saints Day in yeah. Poland, 
uh, as it is in many parts of this world. I mean, the Philippines, all over. If you do a quick search today, I would encourage you, just because out of curiosity, All Saints Day, and see the number of countries around the world. It's a, it's a, it's not. It transcends Christian culture. It becomes part of the culture itself. The idea of All Saints Day. I just love it. It's just kind of, and we don't have that. I mean, the idea of a national day of collective thinking about those who have gone before us. I mean, I would say uh, probably the closest thing we have to that is recently um, would be September 11th, right? Um, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Day. But Memorial Day is specifically, you know, for the war. People in the military. Yes. Uh, war dead, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a good point. We don't really have something like that. But isn't it, but is it interesting to me? Right? Isn't it interesting to you the idea of the cultural significance, or just to say, I mean, I, I was thinking, I was, I do a a devotional every day, an audio devotional, and in in the devotional today, they were thinking, they were saying, think of those in your life who have gone before you, and I conjured up, of course. My parents and my, all my aunt, and I said their names out loud and and pictured their faces before me. Some of them have been gone since I was a little boy, but I still remember them. And you know, they always say people are not forgotten until you know we can no longer remember their names. And all those people, I mean, thousands and thousands of people you connected with who are no longer here on this earth, and what they meant to you growing up, and how the impact they've had on your life. I think it's important that we we mark that in some way. Our friend Tish Harrison Warren, mm-hmm. um, she writes a weekly piece for the New York Times. And the very first one that she wrote, which is probably now six weeks ago or something like that, she wrote about kind of about that concept, John, where she said that in her training as an Anglican priest, um, someone had told her, uh, when you go to to uh, offer the elements to your congregation. The communion elements. The communion elements. Um, Imagine that not only are the people on one side of the, you know, whatever the barrier is, and you're on the other side, it's the priest who's offering them. Yes. But imagine that that wall goes not just through the room, but also through all of time. Hmm. And so there are people who are on, there are believers who you are communing with from all, all history. Yes. Not just not just your loved ones, but people who've believed in Jesus from every tribe and nation and language and people. The billions of us. And what and what if we thought about that during, I love it. during communion? Wouldn't that mm-hmm. enlarge our perspective of what the meal is? Yeah. The communion of the saints yeah. is what they say it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Anyway, happy All Saints Day to you. And uh, take a moment to consider that, please. Yeah. We'll step, uh, step away. When we do come back, the almost world-famous postal carrier and his wife, Tim and Kathy Keller, will join us in just a few minutes. 101.5 WORD. How much time did you spend today looking at a screen of some sort? David Murrow's got the averages. There was a study done by Nielsen Media Research, and they found that the average North American spends about nine hours of their free time every day looking at screen content. We'll talk about what happens to our lives and our relationships when we are drowning in screen time. Next time on Family Life Today with Dave and Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. 
Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. This entertainment answer brought to you by Exergen, a new documentary from Need to Breathe into the Mystery, is coming to theaters November the 3rd. I had a chance to speak with band member Josh Lovelace about it. We've watched the movie numerous times, and when we look back, we still laugh about at the same parts and we still think about those times and and, you know it definitely it it was a sweet time but i'm glad that we captured and our fans are going to be able to see it um, for themselves need to breathe into the mystery is coming to theaters november 3rd to hear my full interview with josh head over to the entertainmentanswer.com hi this is joe belanti with jnd waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY in honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers call 1-800-BERRY-DRY that's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. JND Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. It's not magic that will deliver 1 billion packages to homes across the country this holiday. It's the United States Postal Service. And we don't need a team of reindeer to do it because we've added more vehicles to our fleet. And while we don't come down your chimney, we can pick up presents for you and yours. So if making more holiday deliveries to homes in the U.S. than anyone else seems like magic, that means we're doing our job. Share the magic at usps.com helpers. You ever wonder about your life and you think, what if? Yeah. What if I'd done that other thing or gone to that other place? If that person had not shown up or that, you know, there's all these little different connections in our lives. And sometimes it just takes one thing to throw you into a whole other place, right? Well, Tim and Kathy Keller are with us. Uh, Tim and Kathy Keller started Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan way back in 1989. Before that, uh, like a lot of people, right, they did other things. And Tim and Kathy, thanks for being with us. I mean, at some point, you may have been like world-famous postal carriers. Yes, that's right, because we did have a, we had a job ready for us at the, uh, the Woburn Post Office in uh, Massachusetts. And we never, we never got there because we got, a, we got a call to a church in Virginia, so our postal service uh, career never got off the ground. Okay, tell us that story. Why was why was postal carrier a career position you both considered? Yeah, Kathy. Uh, Kathy, you want to go ahead? We don't have her. Oh, we lost her. Somebody needs to call her no, back. Are you uh, there? Are oh, you there? there? Oh, yeah, she's there. Here I am. Okay, oh, there sorry. she is. Yeah, so yeah. Um, the week before we got married, Tim had to sever his ties with the denomination he had belonged to. 
because he could no longer sign their statement of faith, which believed that you could reach earthly perfection in this life, and really? he just couldn't couldn't believe that anymore. Hard to believe that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they, well, listen, they're good. They're good people, but they were, but they were a, a kind of uh, a denomination I couldn't. Yeah, I love them, but I couldn't uh, be in it anymore. I, I changed some of my understanding of how the Bible taught. So what Kathy's saying was I was actually a person looking for a church without really having a denomination. So we were not sure I was going to be able to get we a had church. No de- we had no denominational ties, and it takes a long time to get to be a member of a church and to be well-known and go under care and go through all of the administrative hoops. So we pr- we took the postal carrier uh, exam and actually got passed it and appointed because we didn't have any hopes of having a church. And then Tim got a call to be a three-month interim at a church in Hopewell, Virginia, where we stayed for nine years. So, <laughs> wow. I love that so much. Okay, so, I, I mean, is it a silly question? I don't think it's a silly question. What would your life have been like if you were postal carriers? Um, interesting, I think. Yeah. Probably be in better shape, carrying it, walking well, around. Well, we probably would have, I think, uh, uh, since we were going to school up in, in New England, one of the things that would have probably changed, we would have put our roots down deeper. Okay. And we might have had our first child there. And there's a tendency, it, it could have been that whatever I did, I would have stayed in New England, which would have been different. Actually, I've got a story, though, for you. I'm going to try to be really fast. You don't um, have to be that fast, Tim. Well, it's true, though. But, uh Kathy pointed out the fact that when I was at a seminary, Gordon Conwell, we had a teacher there who was uh, uh, taught a couple courses, and it convinced me that I probably should be a Presbyterian rather than a Methodist or a Baptist or something else. I mean, you know, it's, uh, most I think most Christians don't have to worry too much about those differences of baptism and stuff like that. But if you're a minister, you've got to know what you believe. So uh, I switched over to, to become a Presbyterian the last uh, semester, and that's why I'm where I am today. But that wouldn't have happened unless that that man, that particular man who was British, had gotten a, a visa to come over and teach. Just we the last can name minute. names. Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. no, baby, don't worry about it because I, nobody. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why he was able to get there at a time in which uh, it was very hard to get a visa was because there was actually a uh, um, a, uh, a, a a seminary student at the time named Mike Ford who was actually the son of Gerald Ford. Whoa. And he and he opened some doors for us to get the guy over there. The reason why he was the son of the president of the United States was because, as you know, Nixon had resigned. Yeah. The reason he had resigned was actually because a uh, some people who had put a bug in the Democratic National Convention office, I mean committee office, they put a bug in there, but they forgot to latch the door. And therefore, a night watchman realized the door was unlatched, went in and figured it out. Now, if that door had never been latched, I would never become a Presbyterian. <laughs> I never when would have started Redeemer. Story, he I says, would have never Water started Redeemer Presbyterian Church. <laughs> yes, Kathy always says there's a lot of reasons why, in the Lord's counsel and wisdom, Watergate happened. But for one, if you, it, we used to say to people at Redeemer, Watergate happened for you, because <laughs> I would never have come here if it wasn't for that. That's great. That's incredibly deep, Tim. My kingdom for a door latch. <laughs> really? Okay, so talk about those days before the postal carrier uh, option was a reality. Um, you were in school then at Gordon Conwell. Um, were you both in school together? What, what was that yes. like? Yep. Okay. Um, well, Tim and I had known of each other. Uh, he went to college with my sister, 
but we didn't really know each other until we showed up at Gordon Conwell. I was doing my Master of Theology uh, degree, and he was doing his um, MDiv, and our friendship blossomed, and um, at a certain point, I thought it would go further, and then it just didn't, and it didn't, and it didn't. So one Christmas, I get, or just before Christmas break, I gave him the famous Pearls Before Swine speech. Have I told you this story yes, before? Yes, you have. Okay. I like it. Well, no, okay. no, 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 no. There's story. no reason not to tell it again. Well, I, I said, you know, uh, we're told not to cast our pearls before swine, not because pigs are, you know, horrible and bad and evil, but just because they can't appreciate a pearl. They'd rather have a corn cob or something. And if you can't see me as your life partner, I can't just stand here waiting for you to notice me because every day you don't feels like a rejection to me and I can't keep taking that which I think a lot of Christian women do they keep having these platonic friendships and the guys are getting all they want out of the friendship you know companionship if they want to go out to a dinner or movie or well who did that in the last two years but you know a level of companionship that doesn't include commitment but at any rate i said we we just can't go on just being best friends because i just can't take the feeling that somehow i'm being weighed and found wanting unfortunately we had already done all the paperwork for us to both spend the semester at a different seminary for the january term and we were going to be living with a deaconess at a church in her house in Philadelphia and pretty much seeing each other 24-7 uh, after we after I was formally cutting off our friendship. So mm. Tim spent a long, hard Christmas thinking about it and made the decision that he did want our relationship to progress. And so Good move, Tim. We moved in. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and the rest is history. Yes. Okay, <laughs> the so, rest is history. Now, Tim, uh, you and Kath have been traveling lately, uh, and you went back to Gordon-Conwell, right? Actually, yeah. We... we, we uh, ventured out we're still being pretty careful um, because as i think we've mentioned before it's not really just covid for me i really sure. can't get a flu bug or you know it's it's winter is coming on it's getting colder uh, anything that stops my chemo since i have pancreatic cancer uh, and it's been keeping the cancer at bay which is great but you don't want to do anything to interrupt the chemo so yeah. we've been careful but we actually did take a train ride yep uh to up to visit friends and we visited Gordon Conwell and visited the area around there, and uh, it was a lovely, lovely time. Yes. Yeah. So, what was that like? I mean, when you were thinking back to who you were then and what you, what you knew, what you didn't know, and your circle of friends. I mean, how, how did that all work? Well, we stayed with our friend Louise Midwood. Um, she and her husband David. Our, and their family, their three daughters are mentioned as the people that we dedicated songs of Jesus to because mm. they were our very closest friends. And David has gone on ahead. He died seven years ago um, last month. And uh, we stayed with Louise, and she drove us around, and we saw all of our old stamping grounds and some people that we know who are at Gordon-Conwell now. Or, um it was it, it was, was very bittersweet in this sense. It was lovely, yeah. but it also reminds you that life is short. Yeah. I mean, when you're with people, some of whom are alive, some of whom have gone on, you think back on all your 40 years of friendship and all the work we did together, and yet it seems very fast. I mean, yes. uh, and uh, you two are not as old as we are, but you're old enough to know how fast it goes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and I think actually we, as Christians, we tell ourselves we're mortal, time is short, 
you know, uh, only one life, so soon it's passed, only what's done for Christ will last. That little saying, and we say that to ourselves. In fact, we have it on the back of our, we actually have it up on a, on the wall and behind our, uh, in our kitchen. But it's not until you actually have friends who start to die and you get cancer and all that, you realize, ooh, you know, it really is fast. And we really do have to make sure that we're living for Christ and not just twiddling our thumbs. So the, it's, it's lovely. It was wonderful. And yet it was the same time it reminded us, you know, life is short. So. Tim and Kathy Keller are with us. Uh, Tim's the founding pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan. He started it in 1989 with his wife, Kath, who we're also talking to as well, and also their three young sons at the time, and they led the church for 28 years. Um, Tim's books include the New York Times bestselling The Reason for God. His latest one is Hope in Times of Fear, The Resurrection and the Meaning of Easter. And Kathy is a Pittsburgher. She's Kathy's a, a Pittsburgher. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Right? We keep bringing that up, right. Tim. It's like we can't... Oh, yeah, about... Sons just had a reunion and went to the Steelers um, game. I don't know. No, last uh, yesterday, just, two weeks ago. No, two no, no, no. The, the one they just, they beat the. Um, ah, forgive me. Who's the, who's the last? Uh, well, we beat. The yeah, Bra- who's the last game they won? <laughs> they beat the Browns no, yesterday. No, no, no. They were friends. they were one and three, but then they what they 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 were one and three, which is really bad. But then they won a game yeah. in the field. Sorry, I'm I don't sorry, remember Lord. who we played two weeks ago. So you know we're people yeah. of a certain age. No, or yeah. or that we're just really committed to the present is what I'm saying. <laughs> I know. Well, well, my sons even, they even practice. They call them the Stillers. Hey, good. Of course, I told them, I said, look, you can't go back to Pittsburgh if you don't Stillers. learn a, the language. Oh, was it the Seahawks so, game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good. So they've got I, a little. That's right. That's right. The okay. Seahawks. So they've got a little yinzer in them, right? Oh, yes. Uh, oh, oh, they, 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 they were very Steeler fans from birth. Oh, and they still are. You. Yeah, they are major Steeler fans. Excellent. They just picked it up from through the genetics, I think. Very well, good. plus it's God's will. I <laughs> yeah. think that's a bit of predestination. <laughs> that's right. They're Christians, and of course they figured that out too. Right. Election, you know, spans the spheres. Uh, Perfection on earth. <laughs> right. Okay. So you're, you're, we heard your boys were visiting. Um, so what's it like? You know, now you're living. What do you? What are your names? You're not Grandma and Grandpa. You are. Pap pap. Mimi and Papa. Okay, Papa. Mimi and Papa. So you're visiting your grandkids right now? No, we did last weekend. We were we, did, in we, we actually just got back yesterday. We oh. went. We, that was the other thing we did. We went down to North Carolina, nice. and uh, that's where the uh, the other grandchildren are. We have five up here in the city, and two down there. Okay. And that was also a you know it's a it's a stretch for us because we're still trying to yeah. And stay I healthy, brought back a great. cough and a cold as a result. Oh. So yes, but I'm going to when we're that. done talking. I'm heading over to get a COVID test to oh, be yeah, sure yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. not what it is. Okay. All right. So Which you're you're out there sort of running the gamut because winter is coming upon us soon, and so you're going to uh, be in, sort of ensconced in Manhattan for better or worse. Pretty much, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, people come to us Thanksgiving and Christmas, and uh, we, we are we are not going to be. Uh, we miss. We're, we don't like being isolated, and and we really miss being out more. But we're still trying to be careful. And God, it's look. We're trying to be good stewards of my health, and and yeah. try to give us as many years here as I can. Uh, but I'm hoping. Uh, if it does look like there's many good reasons why I think after the first of the year, when it starts to warm up in the spring, we ought to be able to get out a lot more, I'm pretty hoping. Here's a question for you as far as getting out. Is there any place in Pittsburgh that's showing the C.S. Lewis movie coming out? John and I, funny you should ask, Kath. John Wednesday and I are night. going to see it Wednesday evening. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. It's the most reluctant Well, we've Congress. seen it. 
uh, Max oh. McLean, as you know, the the star that Max McLean was at Redeemer has yeah. been at Redeemer for years, and a, a good friend. And uh, he sent us a uh, you know a link because he knew we couldn't get out to it, and we watched it. And we were it's um, wonderful. We expected to be yeah, we expected to be good, but it was actually better than we thought. It, no kidding. High production values. Uh, and he, by the way, has just nailed it. He not only looks like Lewis, but he sounds exactly like Lewis. <gasps> Seriously, oh, he just nailed it. Excellent. Oh, so. isn't that fantastic? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Might, so I, I wept because I was so happy that they had treated someone who's so important in my life and Tim's life, too, with with um, artistic excellence rather than oh. just, you know, something that was dashed off on a... You know, a wing and a prayer on a low budget. So I, I was really, really happy they had done as well as they did. Good, but it's only going to see like a very super limited release, right? Just two well, places. Well, it depends on how many people come. Okay. So if, yeah. if they'll, they'll open it up to more places if it's really quite well attended. Yeah, I think the way things are different now in general, it's even true for the big blockbusters. They don't know. It's going to be in theaters, but they're hoping it'll be, you know, released, maybe shown on television stream that kind of thing but uh you know my only my i mean i don't know if kathy's right believes this is is the same thing i do one of the only things is it's a beautiful story of how an incredibly smart incredibly deeply educated atheist became a christian Mm -hmm. um the only thing i worried about was i think uh as i was listening to it it's all taken straight out of his books i mean i mean he he goes around it's 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 excerpts from surprised by joy and mere christianity where he's explaining, his yeah, his letters. It's just, it's just incredibly good. But like, none of us are anywhere near as educated as he was. And I wonder, <laughs> I wonder a little bit. You know, I said it's fascinating. I don't know who's going to exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, he's a guy who was like had that education by the time he was like fifteen. He'd already read pretty much everything in Greek and Latin that was available, and then he was moving on and. You say, gosh, we we're, we're so different, and yet yeah, I still think was a real regular guy, though he was. But he was a regular guy. He was. He just loved the playing. Yeah. yeah, he was. Right. Great. Well, we have well, today, though. I think we we are maintaining the regular guy part, but we don't have the like intellectual heft, right? That he had, no. and that's the part of us that our culture that I think is missing. Right, I mean, but it is uh. extraordinarily. Uh, it's so impressive to see mm. how Christianity was big enough to fill the mind and heart of a man whose mind and heart was that big. I mean, I think that's the bottom line. It was that it was an enormous size mind. Mm. And for Christianity to be not only enough to fill it, but to overflow it. Uh, that's that's quite a testimony. And it, it sure is. Well, we'll email you guys, let you know what we thought after yeah, we Wednesday night. Go. We can't Thanks wait. Thanks for that preview, guys. You made us uh, even more excited than we already are. Good. Good. Okay, Good. listen, we've only got a minute left. Kath, uh, we hope that your COVID test for sure comes back negative. Tim, tell us how you're feeling. Yeah, how are you feeling, Tim? Uh, actually, because I don't have my infusion till Wednesday. In other words, whenever you talk to me the Monday before the infusion, I feel not only perfectly fine, but I almost feel like I can't really have cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's these two days before the infusion, I come back completely from all the side effects. And, and at that point, for both Kathy and I, we look at each other and say, is this this it can't be real. I don't have cancer. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, I do. And uh, yet I'm doing in some ways. I mean, God has been incredible because, uh, listening to our prayers because I'm doing still pretty well, even though I still got the cancer. So. 
Well, we love talking to you guys. Yeah, and thanks for sharing. We pray for you guys all the time. We'd never forget. And so we're just happy to keep you close, kind of as extended Pittsburghers. And we, we've kind of well, grafted you, you in, Tim. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Be well, guys. Love you guys. Take care. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Right. Okay. Bye-bye. Talk soon. Tim and Kathy Keller. Uh, she's a Yinzer, and as Kath said, Tim's been grafted in as well. Mm-hmm. It's very good. We'll take a quick break. The when we do come back, uh, does this make sense? That's coming up next. Does this make sense? It's our daily feature. One of my sons attends a state school, and um, I went to visit him recently, and I, I saw in one of the billboards that they were you know, previewing their you know, future events of, of the entertainment that was coming to the college campus. And one after another, I thought, oh, man, I know that comedian. That's rough. Um, oh, I know that person. I mean, uh, it's the culture is so harsh, and your kids are captive to that. Mm-hmm. Now, I do know this, that, you know, at Grove City College, not that it's all, you know, sunshine and lace, but the people that they are inviting to speak on campus, they are not that darkness of the culture. Yeah. I think it's so easy for any of us to fall into a pit and be bottom dwellers when it comes to comedy or it comes to the dramas we're watching or the stuff we're watching on YouTube or whatever we're it is, by whatever it. it is. So what we need is a community of people who are helping us to make good choices, you know, furthering us in our walk with God, helping us to be better people. You know, we need that. We can't do that on our own. Right. That's one of the things I value most about Grove City is that type of community that encourages students to not to be like holier than thou. We don't want that, but just to pursue goodness and truth, to have a good time, but to be, you know, decent while you're doing it. We are called to the highest standard. GCC. Should I refinance or should I just ignore all these annoying commercials? Here's Uncle Ryan. I think of one friend in particular. He refinanced maybe three or four years ago. He got a very good interest rate at the time. And he's like, should I do it again? I don't want to be bothered with the hassle. And I looked into it. He originally, three or four years ago, did a 30-year loan. And with rates coming down over the last couple of years, we actually ended up putting him into a 20-year term. He cut about six or seven years off his mortgage, and his payments stayed identical. Over the long haul, he's saving tens of thousands of dollars. And is it worth it? The answer is every single situation is different. So it's definitely worth it to look into, even if you have refinanced recently. Not only that, it might only take you personally an hour or two worth of work throughout the entire process, and we handle everything else. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melville, New York. I'm number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License Number 22672. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. When someone faces their own immortality, they naturally turn to God and God's people for his answers. Christian Emergency Network can help prepare you to answer their difficult questions. Start by becoming a ready Christian at ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org and learn what to say. Discover how to be spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically ready to respond. Sign up for the free Ready Christian Learning Track, available online at ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org. We'll see mostly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 38. 
Tomorrow, a morning shower in places, otherwise mostly cloudy skies. It'll be the start of an extended period of chilly weather. We'll see a high tomorrow of 47. Tomorrow night, mainly clear skies. There can be frost. We'll see a low of 30. Wednesday, partly sunny and chilly with a high of 46. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Airline snacks. No, a hundred percent no. <laughs> wow. No, well, that could be this, the fastest the response we've. I mean, seriously, yet has since we started this game. I mean, you remember? Do you remember? I mean, flying on a plane and having like a meal. Yes. And you know yep. all that. I do. And now, I mean, first of all. No one like you know you know has is raging in the aisle. You're but you're hoping that, that no one's going to like punch a, right. a flight attendant. And then you know they maybe will throw you a bag of like two ounces of pretzels. They're the worst. I if you're traveling, mm-hmm. I'm always carrying my own Me snacks. Me too. Forget that. Of course they don't make sense. No. Now, one time I can say, if you're on a very long, if you're on an international flight, uh, I flew to the Far East, uh, Japan Air, they're on it. They've got it down. You want to feel like you are a privileged traveler, you fly Japan Air. Yeah, I agree. But other than that, actually, it does not make sense. I agree. All right, does this make sense? Nicknames. Now, we were out at, uh, we were doing Halloween last night. Mm Mm-hmm. This little boy shows up, and mom says, come on, Smiley. And I was like, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Who's Smiley? (laughs) And all of a sudden, Smiley, this kid was probably like six, he leans into me and gives me this massive 10,000 megawatt cheese ball smile. I go, oh, you're Smiley. She goes, you got it. There's my Smiley right there. He's always going to be my Smiley. So the mom named him. Okay. You know, I don't know what his name was. Mm-hmm. But to the mom, she was saying, that's my smiley. In that instance, I think nicknames make sense. Now, there used to be a time where nicknames, every kid in the neighborhood had a nickname. Listen, in my dad's family, every man had a nickname. Yeah. Nobody went by their name except my uncle, for some reason, went by his name. But it seemed like everybody else had a nickname. Now? Nobody has nicknames. Is, is that, that an ethnic thing? I don't know. I think it's, to me, it's kind of like on the playground thing, right? Guys hanging out together on the playground playing whatever or, you know, whatever. I, I just think it's. I grew up thinking it was a Polish thing. Like, no, you know, there was so. an immigrant kind of perspective or, you know, tradition. I mean, I, no. I mean, I had some nicknames from guys that we grew up with in our neighborhood that are unsayable. <laughs> I don't think we should say those, Christy. But you, you know think? what I mean. But you know what I mean. That was yeah. like that was a neighborhood okay, guy thing. I like it, and I say nicknames make sense. Nicknames. All right. Airline snacks, except for except sense. for Japan Air. Do you want a nickname? Maybe. WORD. I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. 
Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 930, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Where can you find a mattress store that truly puts your needs first? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Our team is here with a no-pressure approach to help you find the right mattress to meet your unique needs. Whether it's back support, comfort, or long-term durability you're seeking, nobody knows more about what makes a great mattress great. We want to make sure you're prepared to make the best choice for you, whether you buy from us or not. Stop by your local OMF store to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Who doesn't love a good deal? What if you could confidently know that you're getting the best deal on a mattress on any given day, not just during one of those today-only sales? At the Original Mattress Factory, we have something better than a sale. A fair, factory-direct price on excellent quality products for everyone, every day. So you can take your time and buy when you're ready. When you're looking for the best mattress at a great value, come to the Original Mattress Factory first. OriginalMattress.com If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffitt forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. Coming to Pittsburgh this Thursday, the Crowder Milk and Honey Tour. Six Steps Records presents the Milk and Honey Tour featuring Sean Currents. This Thursday, 8 p.m. at Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland. Tickets on sale now at druskyentertainment.com. Crowder in concert. Tickets and info at druskyentertainment.com. Presented by Drusky Entertainment. Now, we are not uh, dating. You and I. <laughs> you are. You and I, or anyone really in our circle of friends, we are be- well beyond. Ah, uh, yes. I don't know any. I don't have. Well, I have some friends who are dating, but okay. you don't know them, so I guess they're not an hour. They're our, not my circle. They're not an hour circle. However, I mean the complexities of dating. I think no matter what your age, you may remember. You know, harken back on your dating days and go, oh, "What was I thinking there?" Yeah, right? I think that about a lot of my dating. Right. I saw a piece in today's Wall Street Journal that there's a new rule book for first dates, sweatpants and no makeup. Mm. Because on the online dating app, people are like, you know, doing glamour shots and things like that. But they're saying now it may be more appropriate to just go, I'm going no frills. You see me as I am, who I am. Right. Does that make sense? Christy Stockdale, I'd like to ask you. Um Chime in, in on immersed this. in the dating world right now. How do you feel about sweatpants, no makeup approach to dating? Um, I don't love it. Okay. Would you do it? No. Mm-hmm. So then you would consider when you go on a first date, you look your best. I mean, you don't have to look your best, but look decent. 
You want to put your best foot forward, like, don't you? Makeup? Yeah. Makeup? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Clothing. Would you wear sweatpants on the first day? I would never wear sweatpants. And All if right. he would, I would probably just walk right back out the door. What if they were cashmere? Like we talked about that last week. Who cashmere sweatpants? Uh, no. No. Too fussy. The Too guy fussy. showing up though, with cashmere sweatpants. Though, like wearing a nice pair, because society is so much more casual mm. than it was when our parents were yeah. dating, you would like if somebody came in a suit and tie, that'd be weird. That'd be really weird. Yeah. So, so a nice pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. That's it's pretty simple. That's what right? I mean. Yeah, you don't have to be like super dressed up, no, but no. look decent. Right, decent. You can't be like all stinky and wearing you know some, you know, tea top. There's, okay, so what does it tell you when someone shows up looking like they don't give a care? That they don't care, or they're so into themselves. Exactly. That's right? what I was thinking. That they think that you know I'm the be all and end all. Right. They're overcompensating. Right. Oh wow! Holy smokes! Aren't I beautiful? Right. Right. Forget it. I can't yeah. stand that. Yeah. Get out of here. What do you think? Has anybody ever showed up, uh, Christiana, uh, like looking crazy with you on a first um, date? Not sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Um, I yes, they shorts? have like shorts. We went to a nice restaurant and he wore shorts. Shorts. Mm-hmm. Really? Was his choice to go to a nice restaurant? Yes. And he wore shorts. He wore shorts, and I was really embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that was the end of that. It wasn't. Sadly. Oh, it wasn't. It should have been. Though. Sadly, it wasn't. It should have been. Now you know. I do know. Looking back, you're like, yeah, I should have cut off. Isn't that funny, the things you learn from dating? Mm. A lot. One time, uh, this was not a first date, but I took a date of mine (laughs) to my my mother's birthday party. Mm. And you know what she did? Hmm. Sat in the other room and watched television by herself. That's not a good impression that she made. And I thought... Done. Yeah. Over. over. However, you were kind of putting her in a tough position. No. I mean, it wasn't like. That's that's tough. No. It was like hang out with family. It's not her family. It wasn't a first date. And it wasn't the the third date. You're still hot about it, huh? I'm just saying. It was really poor behavior. (laughs) Right? Uh, All right. I still think that's a little bit of a tough place to put somebody in. It's kind of it, the equivalent today would be okay if he's not going to talk to me, I might as well look at my phone simply because I'm I feel awkward and I don't know what no, else to no, do. I'm not. I wasn't asking her to be like you know honor my mother well, as she, like the major of the family. You might not have communicated that well. No, no. It was like you know it was like ten people there. He just sit down at the table, have a piece of cake, and laugh a little bit. That's all. I wasn't asking her for like you know some deep emotional commitment to my mom. Okay, I went out on a first date. Yeah, and. Uh, it was on a. It was with a guy who was deeply involved in Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, so I knew of him, but we obviously never been on a date before. And during our dinner, I mean, you knew, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what do you mean you knew of him? We, we had like common friends. <laughs> oh, okay, common friends. So anyway, at the we were eating dinner, and he was talking about how he was moving to Nigeria mm-hmm. to work on a um, Habitat project. And so as soon as he was done, he was going to graduate and he was going to move to Nigeria for a three-year commitment. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Wow, that's impressive. Well, it's really, yeah. it's great. cool. Anyway, so then we go at, to the post-dinner movie, Dances with Wolves is what oh. it was. Kevin Costner, very poor film. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway. I really, it was very long. Anyway, we were, so we're sitting there in the- Dinner and a movie. Dinner and a movie. We're sitting there in that's the theater lot. as the you know previews are going. Yeah. And uh, I pull out my Blistex, which I use obsessively and acknowledge it. And I'm fine. That's who I am. We'd be on that. And uh, he says to me, wow, you use that stuff a lot. And I said, 
yeah? And he said, well, just get ready because they're not going to have that in Nigeria. And just then the lights went out mm. for the movie to start. <laughs> that gives you something to think about. And all, I don't even remember the film because I kept thinking, this guy thinks that I'm going? To Nigeria. I mean, that's not, we're not going. <laughs> that was a long movie. That was that. Uh, yeah, what the heck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Okay, th- okay, so then fast forward to my husband. Yeah. Oh, who, I love this one. He, he showed up. Your husband's no frills. <laughs> no, he has no frills. He showed up wearing a. First date? Um, no, this was not the first date. But this was a subsequent date, wearing a shirt that said, elect Leroy Anthony on the front. And on the back, it said, for recording secretary. (laughs) So what do you ask? Who's Leroy Anthony? And he said, oh, I don't know. I got it for free at the post office. (laughs) (laughs) Who's getting clothing? (laughs) Post office. Wait, elect Leroy Anthony for what? Recording secretary. <laughs> where did where were they give? So out? then the best thing was, yeah. I said to him, "So you just got that at the post office?" He said, "Oh yeah, I got two. I said this one is for every day. I keep another one for dates." <laughs> <laughs> and you married this man? <laughs> I know. <laughs> elect Leroy Anthony for recording secretary. Yep. Two, uh, one for the yeah. everyday wear, yeah. the casual look. <laughs> hey, where's my good Leroy Anthony for recording secretary shirt? Where's my good one? Haven't seen that. Do you still have that? Does he has he ever kept it? Oh yeah, I have a picture of him in it. We just found it. Maybe we just. I mean, we knew where it was. We just like celebrated it anew over the summer. Oh my gosh, that's great. <sighs> yeah. Well, God bless anybody who's out there in that dating. Place, that right? is so true. That's rough stuff. All right, Christy. After God bless you, Christy. After we come back, um, how did our picks from Friday turn out? Oh, we yeah, not good. Last segment of Friday's show, not I felt good. very, very, very confident about um, two thirds of the picks, and it turns out that I was wrong about two thirds of the picks. Yeah, Pitt, Steelers, Pens. Pens. It's next. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Non-licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a cash-out refi with an interest rate and APR in the twos? At Cash Call Mortgage, our customers are getting the cash they need from their home's equity and getting a low interest rate and APR in the twos. Imagine refinancing your mortgage to a rate and APR in the twos and taking cash out for the things in life you need. At Cash Call Mortgage, we'll even pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. Home values have soared and interest rates are at all-time lows. But the clock is ticking on how long these rates and APRs will stay this low. Imagine a mortgage rate in the twos and some extra cash in your pocket. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to cashcallmortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Why are cash out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. 
I really feel like right now might be a once in a lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, with rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, we were able to get them the cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dollar Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Qualifying for Medicaid is complicated, and the timing of your application is critical. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. The biggest mistake? Not consulting with a qualified legal professional before you apply. There's a lot at stake, especially for those with a spouse staying at home. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we can help you navigate the Medicaid rules so you can properly protect some or all of your life savings from a long-term care crisis. Before you apply, contact Abernathy and Hagerman at a-h.law. Your life, your hopes, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., it's really none of our business, and it shouldn't be anyone else's. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy. Simplified. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. So each Friday, as we leave the air for the weekend, we make our picks, John and Christy and I. And um, we picked three games on Friday. And i got to be honest with you, things didn't pan out as we expected that they would. Uh, all three of us did poorly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, we all ended up going one and two for the weekend. Um, so Pitt, Miami, which was a horrific, no. horrific game to watch. That was Why a good game. So, it was not a good game. That was game. a really good game No, to it was not a good game. I really game. enjoyed no, watching it. I didn't I think really it was did. a good game at all. It was very I felt like the officials took over that game. Yeah, well, that's... Did you watch that game, Christy? I did The officials took over that game. I don't know how many penalties there were. I should have looked it up before we went to was air. Was that a safety? I was, think that was a safety? Yes, no, it no, was I don't a, think it was. It was too close to call. It was. It, I don't think it, he he was over the line and then went back. How is that? I feel. I don't know. He ended up in the. Uh, no, a, I'm not going to argue a, about a, it. Okay. Um, so Miami beat Pitt 38 34. And I seem to recall break, both of you kind of lamenting how mistakenly when I gave my pick on Friday, I picked Miami to beat Pitt. And you were both like, oh, no, I couldn't believe you it. just give up on your alma mater. Listen, I should have stuck with that because all they do is break my heart. How about that? How, how many? 550 yards or I know. For Kenny Pickett. Oh, Kenny Pickett. Like, and now he's out of the Heisman Oh, race. come over. on. Well, oh, he, did, yeah. he did throw two, two it's interceptions. Over. It's over. That's the way it is. The the football season in college football is it's incredibly short and unforgiving and yeah. terrible. So Miami beat Pitt, and I hated it. And uh, we all picked Pitt to beat Miami, so that was bad. And then the Devils at the Pens. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So they've lost three in a row. That, that was bad. Well, this, that was the really expectations bad. early on were like we were going to be bad, and they were good, and now they're yes, being bad. That's exactly so right. It's like, okay, that's exactly. And that was Sid's first game back. We had high hopes for Sid, and he gave up that really bad penalty shot. He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because you can't just come back and have it all click in. No, of course, no matter, no matter who like you are. the best player in the world. I come know. on. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, Christy's like, Christy's hacked off at Sid. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I that, am. I was ticked I even watched the game. On. That's something. <laughs> come on. So the Devils beat the Pens 4 2. Uh, but then the Steelers and Browns last night was, that was a magnificent. From, from the, magnificent. from halfway through wreck. the second quarter to the end, it was like, I, I, I couldn't even, my, Heart was in my throat. Oh my gosh! It was great. How about the play? I mean, I loved the it. hit on Boswell. The crisp, oh my god! Did you did you watch this, Christy? I did watch this. How about I mean, Chris oh Boswell? My. First of all, he Hope looks okay. like he looks like if he's if he makes the kick, he's going to get like a hot dog and orange drink mm. as a <laughs> reward. I mean, he's right. like in fifth grade. Yes, he he's like a junior high student. It's really something. He so he's listed at one hundred eighty five pounds, which means he's one sixty five. Right, and the guy who hit him. Yeah. He's listed at 308, which, which means he's 330. Right. <laughs> Did you see his social media post? No. Who's? Uh, Chris Boswell, yeah. No. He said dressed up as a quarterback for Halloween got spooked. Oh, he sure oh, did. That's yeah. a good post. So it was good. no concussion, right? I mean, yeah, concussion. He, he was concussed. Oh, yeah. He was concussed. But no, like, you know, ligament No death, damage. you mean, which is what <laughs> right. it looked like? Right. No whiplash. He's alive. No, you know, he's probably in some PT is what he's doing. It's just, look- Cleveland continues to be terrible. Would, can you it's imagine being a, a Browns fan? It would be a sad, sad day. I mean, and so I'm glad I'm not. You would think the Steelers were ripe to have their clocks cleaned. They but were. There they prevailed. No. Thank you, It ben. was a good game for Ben. It was a good game for Tomlin. It was. Especially after that horrendous play. Hey, have a great night. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Kevin. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.